Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week is Parashah 49. Find that on page 220 of your complete Jewish Bible. Parashah 49, when we go out. When we go out to war against your enemies. Oops, excuse me. When you go out to war against your enemies. And Adonai your God hands them over to you and you take prisoners and you see among the prisoners a woman who looks good to you and you feel attracted to her and want her as your wife. You are to bring her home to your house where she will shave her head Cut her fingernails and remove her prison clothing. She will stay there in your house, mourning her father and mother for a full month, after which you may go in to have sexual relations with her and be her husband, and she will be your wife. In the event that you lose interest in her, you are to let her go wherever she wishes. But you may not sell her for money or treat her like a slave because you humiliated her. If a man has two wives, the one loved and the other unloved, and both the loved and unloved wives have borne him children, and if the firstborn son is the child of the unloved wife, then when it comes time for him to pass his inheritance on to his sons, he may not give the inheritance due the firstborn to the son of the loved wife in place of the son of the unloved wife, one, <clears throat> who is in fact the firstborn. No, he must acknowledge as firstborn the son of the unloved wife by giving him a double portion of everything he owns. For he is the first fruits of his manhood, and the right of the firstborn is his. Well... If a man has a stubborn, rebellious son who will not obey what his father or mother says, and even after they discipline him, he still refuses to pay attention to them, then his father and mother are to take hold of him and bring him out to the leaders of his town at the gate 
of that place and say to the leaders of the, his town, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He doesn't pay attention to us, lives wildly, gets drunk. Then all the men of this town are to stone him to death. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you, and all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. If someone has committed a capital crime and is put to death, then hung on a tree, his body is not to remain all night on the tree, but you must bury him <clears throat> the same day. Because a person who's been hanged has been cursed by God so that you will not defile your land, which Adonai your God is giving you to inherit. You are not to watch your brother's ox or sheep straying and behave as if you hadn't seen it. You must bring it back to your brother. If your brother is not close by or you don't know who the owner is, you are to bring it home to your house, and it will remain with you until your brother asks for it. When you are, then you are to give it back to him. You are not to do the same. You are to do the same with his donkey, his coat, or anything else your brother, of your brother's that he loses. If you find something he lost, you must not ignore it. If you see your brother's donkey or ox collapsed on the road, you may not behave as if you hadn't seen it. You must help him get it up on its feet again. A woman is not to wear men's clothing, and a man is not to put on woman's clothing. For whoever does these things is detestable to Adonai your God. As if you are walking along, if as you are walking along, you happen to see a bird's nest in a tree or on the ground with chicks or eggs and the mother bird is sitting on the chicks or the eggs. You are not to take the mother with the chicks. You must let the mother go. But you may take the chicks for yourself so that things will go well with you and you will prolong your life. When you build a new house, you must build a low wall around your roof. Otherwise, someone may fall from it and you will be responsible for his death. You are not to sow two kinds of seed between your rows of vines. If you do, both the two harvested crops and the yield from the vines must be forfeited. You are not to plow with an ox and a donkey together. You are not to wear clothing woven with two kinds of thread, wool and linen together. You are to make for yourself twisted cords on the four corners of the garment you wrap yourself, you wrap around yourself. Zitzit. If a man marries a woman, has sexual relations with her, and then, having come to dislike her, brings false charges against her and defames her character by saying, I married this woman, but when I had intercourse with her, I did not find evidence that she was a virgin. Then the girl's father and mother are to take the evidence of the girl's virginity to the leaders of the town at the gate. The girl's father will say to the leaders, I let my daughter marry this man, but he hates her. 
So he has brought false charges that he didn't find evidence of her virginity. Yet here is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. And they will lay the cloth before the town leaders. The leaders of that town are to take the man, punish him, and fine him two and a half pounds of silver shekels, which they will give to the girl's father, because he has publicly defamed a virgin of Israel. She will remain his wife, and he is forbidden from divorcing her as long as he lives. But if the charge is substantiated that evidence for the girl's virginity could not be found, then they are to lead the girl to the door of her father's house, and the men of her town will stone her to death because she's committed in Israel a disgraceful act of being a prostitute while still in her father's house. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you. If a man is found sleeping with a woman who has a husband, both of them must die. The man who went to bed with the woman and the woman too. In this way, you will expel such wickedness from Israel. If a girl who is a virgin is engaged to a man and another man comes upon her in the town and has sexual relations with her, you are to bring them both out to the gate of the city and stone them. Continued from Deuteronomy 22-23. If a girl who is a virgin is engaged to a man and another man comes upon her in the town and has sexual relations with her, you are to bring them both to the gate of the city and stone them to death. The girl, because she didn't cry out for help there in the city, and the man, because he has humiliated his neighbor's wife. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you. But if the man comes upon the engaged girl out in the countryside, and a man grabs her and has sexual relations with her, then only the man who had intercourse with her is to die. You will do nothing to the girl because she has done nothing deserving of death. The situation is like the case of the man who attacks his neighbor and kills him. For he found her in the countryside, and the engaged girl cried out, but there was no one to save her. But if a man comes upon a girl who's a virgin, but who is not engaged, and he grabs her and has sexual relations with her, and they are caught in the act, then the man who had intercourse with her must give to the girl's father one and a quarter pounds of silver shekels, and she will become his wife. Because he humiliated her, he may not divorce her as long as he lives. A man is not to take his father's wife, thus violating his father's rights. A man with crushed or damaged private parts may not enter the assembly of Adonai. A mamzer, bastard, may not enter the assembly of Adonai, nor may his descendants down to the tenth generation enter the assembly of Adonai. No Ammoni or Mojave may enter the assembly of Adonai, no, nor may any of his descendants down of the tenth generation entered the assembly of Adonai <coughs> because they did not supply you with food and water when you were on the road after leaving Egypt because 
They hired Bilam, the son of Beor, from Pator in Aram Nahayam, to put a curse on you. But Adonai your God would not listen to Bilam. Rather, Adonai your God turned the curse into a blessing for you, because Adonai your God loved you. So you are never to seek their peace or well-being as long as you live. But you are not to detest Edomites, because he is your brother, and you are not to detest an Egyptian, because you lived as a foreigner in his land. The third generation of children born to them may enter the assembly of Adonai. When you are in camp at war with your enemies, you are to guard yourself against anything bad. If there is a man among you who is unclean because of nocturnal emission, he is to go outside the camp. He is not to enter the camp. When evening arrives, he should bathe himself in water, and after sunset he may enter the camp. Also, you are to have an area outside the camp to use as a latrine. You must include a trowel with your equipment, and when you relieve yourself, you are to dig a hole first, and afterwards cover your excrement. For Adonai your God moves about in your camp to rescue you and to hand over your enemies to you. Therefore, your camp must be a holy place. Adonai should not see anything indecent among you, or he will turn away from you. If a slave has escaped from his master and taken refuge with you, you are not to hand him back to his master. Allow him to stay with you in whichever place suits him best among your settlements. Do not mistreat him. No woman of Israel is to engage in ritual prostitution, and no man of Israel is to engage in ritual homosexual prostitution. Nothing earned through heterosexual or homosexual prostitution is to be brought into the house of Adonai your God in fulfillment of any vow, for both of these are abhorrent to Adonai your God. You are not to lend an interest to your brother, no matter whether the loan is of money, food, or anything else that can earn interest. To an outsider, you may lend at interest. But to your brother, you are not to lend at interest. So that Adonai, your God, will prosper you in everything you set out to do in the land you are entering in order to take possession of it. When you make a vow to Adonai, your God, you are not to delay in fulfilling it. For Adonai, your God, will certainly demand it of you and your failure to do so will be your sin. If you choose not to make a vow at all, that will be a sin for you. But if a vow passes, oh, that will not be a sin for you. If you choose not to make a vow at all, that will not be a sin for you. But if you vow, if your vow passes your lips, you must take care to perform it according to what you voluntarily vowed to Adonai your God, what you promised in words spoken out loud. When you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat enough grapes to satisfy your appetite, but you're not to put any in your basket. When you enter your neighbor's field of growing grain, you may pluck ears with your hand, but you're not to put a sickle to your neighbor's grain. 
Suppose a man marries a woman and consummates the marriage, but later finds her displeasing because he has found her offensive in some respect. She, no, he writes her a divorce document, gives it to her and sends her away from his house. She leaves his house, goes and becomes another man's wife, but the second husband dislikes her and writes her a get gives it to her and sends her on her way from his house. Or the second husband whom she married dies. In such a case, the first husband who sent her away may not take her again as his wife because she's now defiled. It would be detestable to Adonai and you are not to bring about sin in the land Adonai your God has given you as your inheritance. If a man has recently married his wife, he's not to be subject to military service. He is to be free of external obligations and left at home for one year to make his new wife happy. No one may take a mill or even an upper millstone as collateral for a loan because that would be taken as collateral the debtor's very means of subsistence. If a man kidnaps any of his brothers, fellow members of the community of Israel, and makes him his slave or sells him, that kidnapper must die. In this way, you will put an end to such wickedness among you. When there is an outbreak of leprosy, be careful to observe and do just what the Kohen, who are Levi, teach you. Take care to do as I ordered them. Remember that what Adonai your God did and to Miriam on the road after you left Egypt. When you make any kind of loan to your neighbor, you're not to enter his house to take his collateral. You must stand outside, and the borrower will bring the collateral outside to you. If he is poor, you are not to go to bed with what he gave as collateral in your possession. Rather, you must restore the pledged item at sunset. Then he will go to sleep wearing his garment and bless you. This will be an upright deed of yours before Adonai, your God. You are not to exploit a hired worker who is poor and needy, whether one of your brothers or a foreigner living in your land, in your town. You are not to pay him wages. You are to pay him his wages the day he earns them, before sunset, for he is poor and looks forward to being paid. Otherwise, he will cry out against you to Adonai, and it will be your sin. Fathers are not to be executed for the children, nor are children to be executed for the fathers. Every person will be executed for his own sin. You are not to deprive the foreigner or the orphan of the justice which is his due. And you are not to take a widow's clothing as collateral for a loan. Rather, remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and Adonai, your God, redeemed you from there. That is why I am ordering you to do this. When harvesting the grain in your field, if you forgot a sheaf of grain there, you are not to go back and get it. It will remain there for the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow. So that Adonai your God will bless you in all the work you do.
When you beat your olive tree, you're not to go back over the branches again. The olives that are left will be for the foreigner, the orphan, or the, and the widow. When you gather the grapes from your vineyard, you're not to return and pick grapes a second time. What is left will be for the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. That is why I'm ordering you to do this. If people have a dispute, seek its resolution in court. And the judges render a decision in favor of the righteous one and condemning the wicked one. Then, if the wicked one deserves to be flogged, the judge is to have him lie down and be flogged in his presence. The number of strokes is to be proportionate to his offense. But the maximum number is 40. He's not to exceed this. If he goes over his limit and beats him more than this, your brother will be humiliated before your eyes. You're not to muzzle an ox when treading out the grain. If brothers live together and one of them dies childless, his widow is not to marry someone unrelated to him. Her husband's brother is to go to her and perform the duty of a brother-in-law by marrying her. The first child she bears will succeed to the name of his dead brother so that his name will not be eliminated from Israel. If the man does not wish to marry his brother's widow, when his brother's widow is, then the brother's widow is to go up to the gate to the leaders and say, my brother-in-law refuses to raise up for me, for his brother, a name in Israel. He will not perform the duty of a husband's brother for me. The leaders of his town are to summons him and speak to him. If on appearing before them he continues to say, I, w I don't want to marry her, then his brother's widow is to approach him in the presence of the leaders, pull his sandals off his foot, spit in his face and say, this is what is done to a man who refuses to build up his brother's family. From that time on, his family is to be known in Israel as the family of the man who had his sandal pulled off. If men are fighting with each other, and the wife of one comes to help her husband get away from the man attacking him by grabbing the attacker's private parts with her hand, you are to cut off her hand. Show no pity. You are not to have in your pack two sets of weights, one heavy and the other light. You are not to have in your house two sets of measures, one big and the other small. You are to have a correct and fair weight, and you are to have a correct and fair measure, so that you will prolong your days in the land Adonai your God is giving you. For all who do such things... All who deal dishonestly or detestable are detestable to Adonai. Remember what Amalek did to you on the road as you were coming out of Egypt. How he met you by the road, attacked those in the rear, those who were exhausted and straggling behind when you were tired and weary. He did not fear God. 
Therefore, when Adonai your God has given you rest from all your surrounding enemies in the land Adonai your God is giving you as your inheritance to possess, you are to blot out all memory of the Amalek from under heaven. Don't forget. This certainly was appropriate for those times. And then we have Isaiah 54, 1 through 10. Find that on page 522. Isaiah 54, mm -hmm. 1. 1 through 10. Sing, barren women, who has never had a child. Oh, sing, barren woman, who has never had a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who have never been in labor. For the deserted wife will have more children than the woman who is living with her husband, says Adonai. Enlarge the space of your tent. Extend the curtains of your dwelling. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Make your tent pegs firm. For you will spend, spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will possess the nations and inhabit the desolated cities. Don't be afraid, for you won't be ashamed. Don't be discouraged, for you won't be disgraced. You, you, you will forget the shame of your youth. No longer remember the dishonor of being widowed. For your husband is your maker. Adonai Zavaot is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He will be called the God of all the earth. For Adonai has called you back like a wife abandoned and grief-stricken. A wife married in her youth cannot be rejected, says your God. Briefly, I abandon you. But with great compassion, I'm taking you back. I was angry for a moment and hid my face from you. But with everlasting grace, I will have compassion on you, says Adonai, your Redeemer. For me, this is like Noah's flood. Just as I swore that no flood like Noah's would ever again cover the earth, so now I swear that never again will I be angry with you or rebuke you. For the mountains may leave and the hills be removed, but my grace will never leave you. And my covenant of peace will not be removed, says Adonai, who has compassion on you. And we have Matthew 5, 27 through 30. You find that on page 1229. Matthew 5:27. You have heard that our fathers were told, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that a man who even looks at a woman with the purpose of lusting after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye makes you sin, gouge, gouge it out and throw it away. Better that you should lose one part of you than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand makes you sin, cut it off and throw it away. Better that you should lose one part of your of you than have your whole body thrown into sin, into hell, excuse me. Now we have Matthew twenty four, 
29 through 42. And you find that on page 1255. But immediately following the trouble of those times, the sun will grow dark, the moon will stop shining, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. All the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with tremendous power and glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen people from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now let the fig tree teach you its lesson. When its branches begin to sprout and leaves appear, you know that summer is approaching. In the same way, when you see all these things, you are to know that the time is near, right at the door. Yes, I tell you that this people will certainly not pass away before all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But when that day and hour will come, no one knows. Not the angels in heaven, not the Son, only the Father. For the Son of Man's coming will be just as it was in the days of Noah. Back then, before the flood, people went on eating and drinking, taking wives and becoming wives, right up till the day Noah entered the ark. And they didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. It will be just like that when the Son of Man comes. Then there will be two men in a field. One will be taken and the other left behind. There will be two women grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left behind. So stay alert because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. And then we have 1 Corinthians 5. One through five. You find that on page fourteen twenty-six. It is actually being reported that there is sexual sin among you, and it is sexual sin of a kind that is condemned even by pagans. A man is living with his stepmother. And you say and you stay proud? Shouldn't you rather have felt some sadness that would have led you to remove from your company the man who has done this thing? For I myself, even though I'm absent physically, am with you spiritually. And I have already judged the man who has done this as if I were present. In the name of the Lord Yeshua, when you are assembled with me present spiritually and the power of our Lord Yeshua among us, hand over such a person to the adversary for his old nature to be destroyed so that, this, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Thank you, Father God, for another Shabbat. We uh, honor you and humble ourselves before you this very day and thank you for 
revealing to us how it was then and how it is now. In the name of Yeshua, we pray that you will protect us and bless us. And we ask that you would recognize our struggle today. Amen. Amen. They know the